Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cavallo di Battaglia, and welcome to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. That, by the way, is Italian for battle horse. Oh my goodness. Battle horse. That's my favorite Blizzard game. (laughs) (laughs) Battle horse refers to someone's area of expertise. Oh, that's my battle horse. Yeah. What's your battle horse, Drew Scanlon? Is a Formula uh, One? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> go check the uh, the uh, Apple Podcast reviews. Uh, I think it's fair to say that driving race cars is Max Verstappen's battle horse. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm joining me. Uh, I'm joining me alongside Danny O'Dwyer. How are you, Danny? Great. I'm delighted to be joining you and you this week mm-hmm. as we are without uh, Rob Zachney, who is on assignment somewhere in parts Indeed. unknown. That's right. Uh, if you are new to this podcast, a very warm welcome to you. And if you are new to Formula One itself, we recommend listening to our preseason primer episode, which assumes no prior F1 knowledge and explains how the sport works and who everybody is. So if you'd like to go back and listen to that and get caught up, that's episode 216. Also, this show is supported. I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, rewind. This show would not be possible Thank you. without our audience at patreon.com slash shift F1. Every month we release an ad free version of the podcast. No ads. No ads. Hashtag no plus. No ads. <laughs> Hashtag um, shift F1 plus. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, there's already plus in the uh, in the in the logo type. Shift so. plus F1 plus. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> SEO. Um, yep. Uh, there's an ad. You can get an ad free version of the podcast, bonus podcasts and videos exclusively for our patrons that cover racing documentaries and films, F1 video games, experiments with the racing series and a lot of weird things. So if you would like to support the show and get access to all that fun stuff, head over to patreon.com slash shift F1 or click the link in the show notes. What do we have going on this month, Danny? Uh, our review of the first five episodes of Initial D uh, went up uh, just about a week ago. So you can go check that out as well as the massive back catalog of uh, patron-exclusive podcasts. Um, I don't know what we're doing this month. Originally, we were going to do Gran Turismo, which is hitting the theaters uh, pretty soon, I think, sometime this month. But, of course, we are uh, in solidarity. I think it was last month, Danny, but... Was it last month? Was it actually that's, out? That's, uh, that's struck work. It is, so. exactly. Yeah, we're not we're not crossing no picket lines. And the pickets are still up, so I don't know. Maybe we'll keep going with Initial D. Figure it that out. Was, that was dope. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah, maybe we, maybe we will. Uh, does going. that make us the uh, the subsequent D's? If we're yeah, you're well. Mm, initial D, subsequent D. Is initial? Is that what it is? Subsequent is after initial. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. What about current D? Maybe we're the current D, and then subsequent. Maybe you're the comes. current D, and I'm, 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 I'm yeah, the current. The subsequent. We're both current D's. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, that's why Rob's not here. Exactly. Well, but what is an R, but a D with two more legs? Jesus Christ, get me out of this conversation. Um, massive thanks, of course, to all of our amazing title sponsors. Agave, ATX, Cyphus Training, Turf SES, Alex Medina, Ash Team Blackjack, Michael Maves, Gordy's Army, At Talking Autos, Olivia Evans, TelemetryDeck.com, FTC, Drew Stewart, Bailey Foot, Abdullah Althani, Jason Chadwick, Abraham Getchell, The Space Above Us, Bunny Fiend, Sniggs, Alex Goucher, Max Voltar, Circuit Demon, Troy Stammer, Umberto Roca, William Rumpf, Irvine Clinical Research, Lachlan the Madden Man, and Jason Kelly. And thank you to all the people 
uh, when I was at PAX West this past weekend talking video games, thanks to all the people who came up and said, hey, Shift F1's great. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Always fun Very to cool. meet Formula One fans at a video game convention. <laughs> That's our Venn you know, diagram. That's our b- battle horse. Is that what it was? It is. Yep. Yeah. Gamers I mean, who like F1. You'd be surprised. Or maybe you wouldn't. I mean, they're both they're both games of a kind. Sports yeah. and games. That's Cloth Map's whole thing. Is right. It's all... Everyone plays games in one Technical, way or another. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's jump right into the fun, Danny. I, this one will be a little, um, at least from my perspective. I'm going to preemptively thank you for taking no the lift on a lot of this. I was uh, away. I was AFK um, over the weekend. Decidedly, I was I was backpacking in uh, the Sierra Mountains, so did not have access to Beautiful. F1 TV. You were in Park Sun, though. Did you get any of that rainstorm, by the way? There was a lightning uh, yeah. storm. You did? Because oh, yeah. I know that was, that, was a, that was a big Burning Man sort of cloud. On, the, on its way to yes. Burning Man, all of the clouds <laughs> flew over Northern California. So, yeah. Thankfully, though, uh, it actually benefited us because on our way back, we did not hit Burning Man traffic because they were all stuck. Oh, that's crazy. That's yeah. wild. Oh, you were that far north. You were okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool, yeah. I forget that road from Reno and all that. That's where they... It's northeast of Reno. That's where Burning Man is, right? Is it? I don't I don't even know. I just know Somewhere that people leave San Francisco and then they come back. Oh, sorry. That, of course. Yeah, yeah. Coming back to the Bay. Yes, they're... Maybe they're out now. Who knows? None of those people watched Monza either. I, I heard Chris Rock walked out. Yeah, a fan picked him and Diplo <laughs> up on the back of their flatbed truck. I saw the TikTok. Amazing. That's where we're at in the year of our Lords, 2023. Look, that's car content. We can talk about it. There was a lot of car content this weekend. Uh, there was Formula 1, Formula 2, Formula 3. I had a great time uh, lapping this stuff up in the, mm, in the nice. mornings. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was intentional. <laughs> um, practices were pretty uh, demonstrative of qualifying, I think. Uh, the Ferraris had pace pretty much right away, which was interesting again. Um the uh, took a Hamilton and out of, as they always kind of seem to at Monza. It's they like do a home yeah. field advantage. Well, it's funny. I hedged my bets last week, and this always happens because obviously Monza is like what was it, seventy eight percent full throttle, but three of those sections are um, straights. So it you know the Red Bulls obviously have quite good top line speed. Um, where the Ferraris excel is obviously that sort of like high speed corner. And I guess there's just kind of an, because there's not many corners in Monza and they're mostly high speed. I think that's where they end up making up a lot of that. Do you think it's when they're designing the car, they say like, well, we could go this way or we could go this way with it. And then whichever way is more beneficial in Monza, maybe that's the way that they pick. I have always wondered this, that how much of a, of a of a bias do they have toward because Monza is a, a circuit that like we were talking about last week that requires a totally different downforce package because you're constantly going at full tilts you they don't have to create you actually, much downforce you know you kind of get a lot of it for free so yeah. so it is an outlier so it, it does beg the question that like obviously it is super important culturally for them um so i've always wondered that too like you know it's a bit of a causality thing where you're like there's no way they do that right but like maybe maybe a little bit they do you know it's it's hard to tell because it is always it it has been many times obviously leclerc won a few years ago and it has been many times a different ferrari at this track than the previous ones you know in the the previous races yeah you yeah, know, it just so. it always seems to be an anomaly, or at least yeah. that's how it exists in my head. And it, it, you know, the the whole setup thing I think is uh, illustrated in the uh, starting grid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I, the qualifying was interesting in that there was I don't know there was a couple of teams that were obviously doing well, and then there were a couple of teams that were like really struggling. The Alpines were both out in Q one. Yeah. Um they had a horrid time. They were late they had a late lap, so they had they had they were down in the bottom and managed to get a, a lap in after the checkered flag um and improved like two places each, I think, and that was it. Um Stroll was like half a second off Magnuson in nineteenth. Stroll was like way behind, like seconds yeah. behind the leads. Yeah, I Just mean that. he he fared poorly in the last race too. I mean, what is 
He did. And, on. and I believe this was also Alonso's worst qualifying of the year. I think uh, right. he made Despite it to Q3, but he, yeah, yeah he, he was 10th. Um, it all came down to the last lap. This was a fantastic Q3 because you had uh, Leclerc, Sainz and Verstappen all sort of juggling pole position between them. But ultimately, all three of them improved on their PBs on the last lap and all three of them got what would have been considered pole setting times had the other drivers not done so. Wow, so yeah, it okay. was it was pretty fantastic. I think they were within a tenth of a second of each other. I think it was like seven hundredths of a second. Uh, yeah, you're other. right. Yeah. 294 so, or 0.294, 0.307, 0.361. Wild. So yeah. just super, super fast. Um and who came out on top? Not Charles Leclerc. But not Max Verstappen. Not Max one Verstappen. Carlos signs. Yeah. Uh, pole position for Carlos uh, at the Ferrari home track, followed by Max Verstappen, and then Carlos's teammate Charles Leclerc in the other Ferrari lines up third uh, beside him. George Russell in fourth, then Sergio Perez, Alex Albon, Oscar Piastri, Lewis Hamilton, Lando Norris, and Fernando Alonso in 10th. Behind them, we've got Yuki Tsunoda, Liam Lawson, 12th place. Not bad, Liam. Mm. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg in 13th, Valtteri Bottas 14th, Logan Sargent 15th, and then Zhou Guan Yu, Pierre Gasly, Esteban Ocon, the two Alpines deep, as you said. Uh, then we got Kevin Magnussen and Lance Stroll bringing up the rear. Yeah, not a not a great weekend for him. Um, not a great weekend for Yuki Tsunoda, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, um, for Yuki. Yeah, killer. Uh, pulled off to the side. I think the engine was smoking. Yeah, um, on the formation lap. Died, died, died a death on the formation lap. So they ended up going around again and chopping a, a lap off the total. Um, all the cars starting on mediums. This is one of those tracks. Was it all of them? I think it was. Am I crazy? Didn't did Hamilton start hard? Yeah, Hamilton and oh, Botas and Magnussen all started on hard okay. tires. Mo- Botas and Magnussen, I believe, were 18 to 19th. Yeah. Um, so Ham- Ham- Hamilton, Hamilton, though, what was he? Um, eighth. He was having a hard time. They had a, he, they had, he had a, I think the first, I think P1, he was okay. And they changed some stuff for P2 and then he was struggling and kind of never found the car. So I think that alternative strategy, you can do this in a one stop and, it, but it's just a case of how hot is it? You know, these tires are the way they are. You know, what's the under undercut? Like what's the overcut? Like, um, but most people were likely to do a two stop and to go to softs around uh lap 20 was kind of the idea put in a stint and then maybe get on mediums or hards after after that depending on safety cars and whatnot um should i take you to the first lap please (laughs) um so all clean through the first chicane and this brought up something that i feel like is worth mentioning the starts have been crazy good since i don't know the new regulations came in hmm. like this season has been remarkable when in places we are often used to seeing incidents melbourne spa oh, here good you mean as in clean clean sorry yeah i should i should clarify it just in terms of first lap incidents happening i think zanfort was the was the track that really stood out to me is how the hell have they gotten through here without anyone yeah. touching each other especially in the races where formula two and formula three are on and you know, Monza is one of those tracks that I'm so used to seeing at least one car miss the chicane, um, go through the little escape road that they built there, or the sort of major escape road, which we see less of now because they built that little sort of, you know, you used to bumble over the top of the the chicane um, if if you miss the actual escape road with the foam padding, whereas now they have that little sort of, you know, shortcut basically, which then they sort of require people to give the places back. But yeah, everyone was remarkably um did really well huckenberg did really well he was three places up by the time that he got to the end of curva grande um no big movement up front uh except for george russell in fourth place who was right up beside um leclerc coming up into curva grande but if i remember correctly i think leclerc saved that position am i wrong i think he i think he did okay there was a couple of battles there um there's lots of battles between those two chicanes uh, for overtakes and lots of them end, ended up not happening. I think there's 
there's a there's a version of this race where something's slightly different and we saw a lot more overtakes into these but the sort of uh, patter of the race seemed to largely be about overtakes not quite happening or people locking up mm-hmm. um, yeah. and things like that. I, I don't think there was a point where George Russell was ahead of Charlotte. In third. No, I don't think so. Um, uh, second lap, Albon gets past Piastri into sixth place. Alex having a great uh, race here. Um, trying to get a, a, a kind of best position for the I mean, that's in it. A heck of a race last time too. Like yeah. that Williams team, I, I don't something's in the water over there it's yeah. it's been really really fun to watch must have patched their software drew must have gotten that's right <laughs> they got more inventory software they, they got off macromedia InDesign for making the <laughs> <laughs> fireworks or whatever they're using um, file maker uh, the so signs managed to get like a half second gap on verstappen maybe but once drs sort of kicks in uh that gap is starting to mm-hmm. to you know it's definitely not increasing uh, Verstappen then starts to pile on the pressure around lap six. They have a, you know, sorry, lap five, I should mention, Verstappen comes on the radio and says he's already sliding a bit. So yeah. he's starting to to see the the, the tires um, maybe losing a little bit of that early, early grip. Uh, Sainz then aff- aggressively defends Max into turn one, I would say. Although I would say that Max was driving uh, on a line that was disappearing signs was ahead and sign drove the racing line and max yeah i mean of... you see this a lot in this race uh so i watched the the race in 30 on oh, yeah. uh, f1 tv which is i don't know that i'd ever watched it before but it's a it's a great it, you know if you've only got 30 minutes as i did um yeah good good way to do it uh and this this you know turn one move came up so so many times and um david coulthard um uh, I think he said something to the effect of like, listen, you know, you can be alongside um, on the outside going into that turn, but you know, the other driver has to make the turn. So, yeah. and there's only kind of one way through it. So you can't really say like, Oh, he pushed me off, you know, like, cause what else is he going to do? He's got to like, he can't just, you know, disappear. Yeah, which, which was the Max Verstappen argument we had two years ago with Hamilton when they flipped each yeah. other here on this corner, which was the same thing where Max feels like, I don't know, he's an aggressive, you know, he's a passionate driver, he's a champion, he's, 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 you know, aggressive. He knows he's going to get this place anyway, uh, probably. But I, yeah, I did. F- he said, I think the words were, that was naughty. So it was kind of a little bit tongue in cheek as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, of course, Sainz had the, you know, Sainz has to give him space on the ent- on the entrance to that turn because the racing line is on the inside. But then the racing line goes to the inside of the next turn, which is on the, on the other side of the track. And Sainz is under no requirement to leave space, you know, there. He has to d- drive the racing line. So yeah, Max, I guess, little tap, not much in it. I, or they didn't even touch, I don't think, but Max pulls out um, uh, and... Uh, they uh they went i was trying to think was that like the first not the first overtake he's had to do all year but like the first kind of yeah he real hasn't had battle. a lot of like actual battles yeah. yeah you're right i mean i think he has he has started in not pole position a lot but generally you know you just wait a couple laps for drs to turn on and then uh then he breezes by but yeah you're right we haven't actually seen him do much battling this season yeah, so that was kind of cool and also a little bit depressing to realize <laughs> at the same time. Um, at this stage... <laughs> Danny, wait till we get to the end of the race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh, so at this stage, uh, some folks are starting to pit for uh, softs, so they're sort of confirming their two-stop-ness. Uh, lap 14, Perez and Russell battling down turn one. Uh, this time, Perez sort of breaks late and doesn't make the uh, ter- turn two. Uh, hilariously, Russell also doesn't make it, <laughs> which right. is... Yeah. And I wonder, I, as I was watching this, I wondered, like, are they... At what point are you looking at the apex and breaking, or, like, whatever your breaking point is? And at what point are you waiting for the other guy to break? Because if you're trying to outbreak him, aren't you waiting for him to break and then you break right after? Right. Or, or, Um, you know, but you do have a throttle on the brake in a way, you know, you have. Sure. You can engage the brake and decide to brake less, but I guess it's. But if he, if he blows it and, you know, goes straight on, if you're watching him, then you're going to do that too. Exactly. Which kind of felt like that's what happened here. Yeah. (laughs) Russell was watching Perez maybe. Uh, Similarly, and lap, uh, I believe it was, they just clicked over to 20 uh, when they crossed the line. Um, uh, Oh no, sorry, it was 15. Signs locks up. 
defending into turn one, kind of as Russell was attempting to do it. Uh, loses a bit of distance to Verstappen, who's behind him. And then before we get down to the chicane, after Curva Grande, Verstappen is past him and into first place. Similarly, on the next lap, Perez uh, doing the sort of uh, little brother version of this and getting past George Russell uh, finally. This basically instigates... Uh, the changes for signs and Russell as we click onto lap 20, which is where the window was for a one-stop. Um, then there's an incident. Uh, I'm not sure if it's when Russell comes out immediately or if it's the next lap, but Russell and Ocon have a uh, little coming together where Russell seems to sort of um, take up a little bit too much space, pushes into It's after Ocon. Russell pits, so, which is lap 20. Is yeah. it immediately then? So he's coming out? Yeah. I think, I think so. so, yeah. Um, it's flagged as under investigation, and then a couple of laps later, we get confirmation that Russell has a penalty um, for this coming together. Uh, but both cars um, managed to get around regardless. Uh, lap 21, Leclerc and Verstappen decide to come in. Uh, Perez is in the lead now, interim leader for the moment. Yeah, and, and you get this, like, uh, you know, the undercut is apparently really strong here, and so they're both, both teams are kind of watching this because, um, you know, even though Verstappen is now ahead, uh, and then Perez is now uh, ahead of Russell. You've still got um, Leclerc there in the mix, Signs there in the mix. You want to be sure that uh, if you're Red Bull, that you're not going to get undercut. But there are, of course, two cars, and they don't want a double stack because that'll, um, you know, that that also costs time. Like it's not zero time that <laughs> yeah. uh, you know you're you're sitting behind your teammate, um, and also you don't want to get blocked by the other team because I think they're pit they're garages are right next to each other they're, they're pit boxes right um, so you don't want to have to be held while the other guy is coming in so they do split the or not split the strategy but they they do their pit stops on different laps um signs then when leclerc comes out of the pits uh signs does manage to get the jump on him so the overcut did work as you said um then i have an interesting note on lap 22 where i said ferrari passed perez which I'm wondering, is that both of them? I'm actually not sure <laughs> if signs Perez hasn't pitted yet at this stage. Um, so I'm not sure if both of them did or if uh, it was just signs. Apologies. Maybe I was quite... I actually, I should mention I, I was on a... I had a 12-hour... I watched this a day late because I was in uh, Seattle for PAX. Or I didn't watch it a day late. I watched it hours late because uh, I was in Seattle for PAX and I flew up that morning and flew back that night. And didn't realize that, that would mean I was awake for 23 hours. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was really tired when I got home. I didn't get to bed until like, I didn't get home until like 3 a.m. So I was watching this at, with like six hours sleep, I think, having been up for 24 hours. Boy, we really, so. <laughs> we really didn't plan this very <laughs> no, well, did we? So this was, a, this was a bit of a weird one. I did watch the whole race though. So I was, um, that's probably Great. actually why these yeah. notes are a bit, a bit mad. Um, Great. Yeah. Well, they, uh, so a pair is pitted on lap. 22 and Leclerc right. and Signs had done uh, their pits. The uh, Leclerc on 21 and Signs on 20. 20. And so when he, Perez came out, Ferrari uh, passed Signs. There we go. That for both Ferraris. Perez. Past Perez. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. The notes were right. I just needed to believe in my in my older self, younger self. Ferrari mm -hmm. passed Perez. Mm -hmm. uh, then Lando passed Piastri into turn one. A little bit of a little bit of argy bargy here. A little bit of an aggressive overtake. Yeah, a lot of good teammate on teammate action there was. in this race. Uh, they brought this up as a, we might check into it, but no further investigation required. Racing incidents between a couple of bros. Um, Sainz and Leclerc then pass Hamilton, but Hamilton, of course, is on this one stopper on his hards. So he is uh, yeah. he's I mean, pitting he, basically at the end of this lap. Yeah, it's it's not he's not racing them, really. You know, so he, he doesn't fight too much. And also he can't really because his tires are really old. Although he's in that weird moment, right, where the hard tires are old, but yeah. you have to go on to the mediums if you're doing a one stop and then pull out a lot of laps on those, too. So it's it's tough. Uh, he even says like, oh, man, I we got to go to the end on these yeah, 22 laps on a on a pair of mediums when 20 as they were starting on mediums was the. uh was the pit window, and as we saw, I guess twenty four that Hamilton has to. Is it twenty four? It was lap twenty seven yeah. of, and no one else. Yeah, more. Yeah, no one else did a twenty four lap stint uh, to start. Piastri did a twenty three lap. 
Bottas and Magnussen decided to put on some softs earlier, I guess. They were like, screw this. <laughs> we're going to do it. Um, Hamilton has, these, has to make these tires last, but that doesn't stop him from overtaking Fernando Alonso on lap 29. Went, mm. and, went and did it. Uh, there's a great battle here between Lando Norris and Alexander Albon, which uh, oh, yeah. anytime they dance, the commentary team always always happy to tell us that they're mates. You know, they're friends. <laughs> These guys are friends. Listen, they're chums. You know, you know? they gotta they gotta fill two hours somehow. A couple of buddies, you know. Uh, there's a great quote from Lando before. Uh, what was it before Zandvoort or something? Where he was like, uh, they were talking about Verstappen's home race, and he was like, he was born in Belgium. <laughs> and he was like, so was I. I don't think Lando was born in Belgium, but his dad is Belgian. Hmm, um, okay. So he was like, uh, this is as much my home race as it is Verstappen's. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know. Just uh, just mad bants from from Lando. Anyway, he tries it on Albon in turn one. Alexander does a great job of defending it, but it won't be the last time those two friends dance a dance. Um, Perez tries it again on Leclerc on turn one. He's trying to get back ahead of him after picking up some of the gap uh, after uh, pitting. Uh, some dust kicked up at the chicane there. Uh, Perez does finally get past Leclerc on the pit straight on lap 32. So just a bit of patience. And that Red Bull uh, on those uh, new tires are getting the speed required. And then suddenly it's a different race. It feels like the Red Bulls are able to match, uh, which we've seen before, right? They just handle tires really well. And you get to the end of a race and these Red Bulls are, yeah, yeah, they're just, uh, yeah, you're right. He's so good at that as well. They just have, um, reminds me of like a, like a marathon runner. The ones with the stamina, you just sort of see them rise to the surface near the end. Um, Ocon gets past Magnussen on lap 33, which is, uh, I should have put down the position there. I don't know why I didn't, but fair play to Ocon. <laughs> uh, Norris, lap 30, 33, you said? Lap 33. Yeah, let's see. I got you here. Or rather, uh, racefans.net has you here. This is that was for 17th crash. place. Great. I'm glad I noted it. I think Good. that probably says yeah. a lot about what was going on in the latter half of this race. Got a little bit, uh, less competitive, let's say. Uh, Norris tries again on Albon on turn one, but cuts the corner, has to give it back. Uh, Hamilton tries to overtake Piastri. Um, Piastri actually does not make the corner, and that forces Hamilton off as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was no other uh, action taken from that one. Um, Did you feel like, at least watching the race in 30, um, it was a lot of footage of the front of the field uh, certainly for like the first half, um, right. cause that top three was the, you know, they were really close and trying moves on each other. And it felt to me like if you've ever gone back and watched a race from like the nineties, yeah. um, that totally. that's kind of all it was. Hey, here's the front of the field. And, oh yeah. I guess there's some cars back there, but anyway, who's leading, which in a way, like we were talking about Zandvoort where we did not see max for the entire race, basically, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so in a way, Maybe it's good we did see these, but no, you're totally right. And also, I think the fact that Monza is has the fewest corner and the uh, fewest corners on the calendar also kind of makes it have the fewest camera angles in a way. So that you mm. kind of it does get a little bit not repetitive, but like it feels like a lot of things are happening in the same spots, and they are because there's few corners. Yeah. So they're right, like turn one. Uh, you know, we didn't see much action on the Lesmos, for instance, this time around. Um, we didn't see any overtaking on the way into the Parabolica at all. That, that often has been a hmm. DRS overtaking spot. Um, people tried it, I think. There was some a lot of side-by-side there. I don't know how many people were successful. Yeah. I'll tell I, you, though, like, watching, the, watching qualifying uh, and watching them go through that chicane, <laughs> these cars, even though they are large, um, dance yeah. through there. Uh, I think... Logan Sargent in particular, I was like, oh, man, it's just standing it on its tires. Yeah, slide a little bit. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, Perez is now caught up to Carlos Sainz. He's trying to get past him on lap uh, 41, fails to do so. Hamilton is also trying to overtake Piastri now on Curva Grande and mm. does so Curva. kind of. Grande. And we have some contact here. Mm. Um, Piastri's front left wing gets mauled by Hamilton, who does the overtake, but then basically just squeezes him two times. Yeah. Like he doesn't give him the space. It seemed rookie is strong, but it's not the type of thing you'd expect Lewis Hamilton to do, for instance. Sloppy. Sloppy's fair. Yeah. 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 Um, 
thankfully they've the, i think it was a while now maybe six years ago or so that they actually asphalted that whole thing i used that all used to be beach central imagine all the cars that have missed that corner like even on this race that used to all be gravel and you'd just be like good night irene now they have that little little road escape road you can take um that in years past that would have been both cars out in a safety car but um yeah. this time around piastri uh i'm guessing had to come in to front fix his front wing um hamilton under investigation and gets a penalty that's both of uh the mercedes getting mm-hmm. penalties during this race yeah piastri drops from eighth to 14th yeah that's a that's With a shame. That, uh, pit stop yeah yeah uh, Perez trying again on Carlos Sainz, lap 42. And then a lap later, um, he decides he wants to skip turn one to overtake Sainz. And that's not allowed. So he has to give the place back. <laughs> um, so many of these battles lasted for so long. Yeah, it was cool to see them have to take their time doing it. And um, I don't know if it's because of, you know, the Red Bull car is an anomaly or because the like, you know, new regulations to cut down on wake turbulence are working, but I feel like you didn't used to see cars stick with and try these moves over and over and over again. They That's just fair. weren't able to. Or they had a window where they do it and then right. they were like, my tires drop back for 10 are laps. Get, yeah, yeah, they would intentionally drop back. Exactly. Right. Uh, Cause it wasn't worth it. And that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. Um, yeah. And I'm not, and it's not just the Red Bulls against the Ferraris where they feel like in, in clean air, they're going to make that up anyway. You're seeing it with, you know, Hamilton fighting with Lando with, uh, uh, you know, behind, um, uh, you know, uh, why do I, I swear my brain just locks up everything time I think of Alexander Albon because of Esteban Ocon and I just go Ocon <laughs> right away and then my brain's like, uh, which, which one is it? Anyway. Your um, brain locks up into turn one. It does, exactly. Smoke yeah. coming out of your ears. <laughs> um, Hamilton gets past Norris on lap 45. Uh, Sargent and Bottas are under investigation as well for a little coming together. Did you see a replay of that? I didn't. It came up as a graphic and I did yeah. not know what it was. And I don't mm. think they ever showed it during the full race. I uh, do that, not remember I mean, seeing it. So I, I'm looking at the, the the lap chart here, and Sargent was in 10th place, a points-paying position, uh, for one lap, and then Botas passes him, and then we we get that uh, that investigation. So, uh, so, I mean, that's interesting. So that's Valtteri Bottas, who started in... Valtteri Bottas, who started in 18th, I want to say, making his way into the points. Uh, yeah, he started uh, 14th. Oh, okay. I'll take it back then. That's not, yeah. not as impressive. It was magazine. But that would have been Sturgeon's first point, uh, is what I'm saying. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And we missed it. Um, lap 46, Perez does eventually get past Carlos Sainz um, into second place. We now have a Red Bull 1-2. We haven't mentioned Max Verstappen in a while. Uh, since that initial overtake, he has disappeared into the sunset mm-hmm. um lap 46 we're only you know five laps from the end of the race here and signs after all that fighting with perez his tires have felt the brunt of it and his teammate charles leclerc is trying to get past him on the pit straight there's a lockup, and the two of them i swear to god <laughs> if you had a wafer thin mint and tried to put it between these two tires you would fail to. I believe David Coulthard said, I believe I have seen a ghost car (laughs) because he could not believe that the tires did not touch. I swear to God, it was like, I was, I I squealed when I, because they had the in-car view from uh, Signs, Mm -hmm. I believe it was. Absolutely insane. Um, Signs does manage to uh, defend that position. Um, but Isn't that right after they say, like, uh, free to race, no risk? <laughs> well, it was literally, yeah, it was probably like, you know, the way there's a bit of a delay. It was probably like half a <laughs> lap where he said that ago, but like yeah. he said that. And then almost as the graphic disappeared, they were locking up into turn one. <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, you know, we, we've seen uh, what can happen, the, the magic that can happen when uh, two cars drift around the same corner absolutely yeah exactly the ghost of uh whatever the name of that hill is <laughs> right yeah check out our initial d patreon only podcast um yeah. yeah the uh that was a nice endemic plug for our patreon <laughs> it really was <laughs> that's um, just so good 
Let's watch more of it. Yeah, so good. Um, Albon is uh, struggling a little bit here. Norris tries to get past him again, uh, leading up to that chicane after Cover Grande. Albon's losing grip, but he manages to keep it. Uh, Signs is locking up again as well on lap 49 as he's defending for Leclerc. Um, Piastri gets past Lawson, but kind of looks like he drove off the track to do it. I don't think anything yeah. happened there, but that was lap 50. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, no, this was no risk, was it? This was no risk. Lap oh, okay. 51, okay. we have it here. No risk from Ferrari. Huge lockup from Leclerc, trying to throw it down the yeah. inside to get past Carlos Sainz. So Carlos Sainz, it, we, 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 we know from previous races, has a little, he's a little bit double move naughty. He's a little mm. bit moving in the braking zone adjacent. He he has done this in the past where he he'll kind of Carlos signs fade. Yeah, he'll not pick a side. So he'll kind of drift to the left and then he'll defend to the right super late and then he'll come back to the racing line. Or so he, mm-hmm. he kind of fades it a little bit that way. Yeah. And he's he's doing a little bit of this, but not like a lot. Um and Leclerc, I think, is like trying not to crash both ferraris at monza in front of the tifosi so like <laughs> would be bad he doesn't have to overly aggressively defend signs um i don't think he does but i had it in the back of my mind like is he gonna double double move i do think somebody said it at some stage to him i forget who in my head some reason it was bottas was there some stage where they were close to each other somebody oh, that was that was last week maybe um but uh yeah regardless leclerc um kind of doesn't try it again that's kind of oh, like, i might you might have been in paris on saying oh, that right about it. either signs or leclerc i, can't I think it was signs and i think okay. it was yeah yeah which he kind of knows he's i think they've had that before the two of them um he uh yeah he 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 manages to to defend it but then signs has a weirdly slow sector two and leclerc ends up getting up behind him again um not sure what happened there if his tires are just completely shagged and he has no grip at all yeah. Uh, regardless, Max Verstappen wins another award-winning win. He gets ten in a row. Uh, remarkable. Never before done in the history of Formula One, which has a driver seems, won ten times in a row. Which I was surprised about, considering hmm. the dominance in years past of Sebastian Vettel, of Schumi, of course, of Hamilton. Hamilton yeah, um, yeah. I, I found that surprising, but uh, also I do it. Neither has a team ever won. 15 in a row in a row that's wild uh, which red bull has also just done remember when red bull were couldn't buy a victory like three or four years ago and now it's you just know, it's so mad how the pendulum swings yeah so i just finished reading um adrian newey's autobiography mm. uh how to build a car which i recommend um i haven't unless read you, very... unless you want to build not learn how to build a car and then it's really annoying <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not exactly a step-by-step <laughs> um you know i haven't read honestly a lot of um a lot of racing books but uh that one i uh, i just have one which tells you who died recently that's right which i also i'm not sure if i have to say uh but i recommend it anyway one thing that i think that really stood out to me from reading that book is that so he kind of got in very early uh, uh on the red bull team um and they from the beginning um really had a an underdog attitude Mm. and it's because they saw themselves as a drinks company right going up against the titans of the auto industry and i think they still have that and i think that might be what rubs some people the wrong way like when they you hear christian horner kind of the way he talks about his team yeah um there is kind of no acknowledgement that they are so dom. Well, I mean, there is. He he clearly can't ignore that. But just kind of the the his tone, um, I think it just it's it's disparate from what the view reality sees. is. <laughs> <laughs> like I I can hear that when you're talking about like Ferrari or Mercedes and maybe even Alpine, you know, owned by Renault. But like no one's calling Williams the titans of the race of the automotive industry or, you know, like Aston Martin, like, you know, AlphaTauri. Really? Like, I think it's, it's but it's 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 just, you know, it's all the, um, you know, it's the kid who, uh, you know, the the rich kid always had the nicer car or something right, like yeah, always. Yeah. 
um, and then wanted to make a whole bunch of money and is now the richest person on earth and always thinks that, you know, someone's trying to cheat him, you know, oh, totally. Yeah. yeah it yeah. just, it feels a little bit like that. So the stories I, I we know. tell ourselves, it might be effective though. Like, y- well, yeah, that, clearly that of mythology building, you know, a hundred percent. Like that is, um, I think that's probably why, uh, you see them, you know, even though they haven't been until recently at the very top, they've been in the fight ever since they got into this. I mean, they so, were at the top for like five years before Mercedes were dominant. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. And they're at the top this time, the top two for Stappen coming in first, Perez coming in second. Signs does manage to hold off Leclerc for third place, but they come in pretty close behind each other. What a great um, battle. Like, you know, yeah. two, I, and both of the teammate battles here, the, the McLarens and the Ferraris, um, <laughs> and know, not the Red Bulls. <laughs> no, um, Giving each other, you know, uh, not not fighting too hard, but right up against, like like you said, Danny, literally could not get much closer hmm. uh, in in fighting their teammates. Um, and I, you know, put on a a good show. Yeah, for the Tifosi, I'm sure they had a great. I'm sure they really enjoy qualifying day. And you know, I, I I think being honest with themselves, which I'm sure they a lot most of them were, I think that was a pretty great result for Ferrari on yeah. the day. All things you got to be happy with the podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have taken it on the Thursday, you know. Yeah. Uh, shall I go through the the rest of the finishers here? Please do. Uh, George Russell came home fifth, followed by Lewis Hamilton in sixth, then Alex Albon, another fantastic performance Woo. from Mr. Albon in seventh place in his Fine. Williams. Fish. Is that right? Highest, Highest finish, finish for Alan. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, another six points for well, the You team. know, with, with Williams. Sorry, I should qualify. True. Um, Lando Norris in eighth, Fernando Alonso ninth, and Valtteri Bottas, the final points-paying position in tenth. Behind well, him, we have Liam Lawson. Another job well done. Nice work. Uh, Ricardo's replacement. Um, although, you know, I thought Oscar Piastri had the worst hair in Formula One. <laughs> I think I might have to give it to Lawson. I gotta look it up. <laughs> Did he come uh, at it with his like helmet? He just like he was just sorry. Like, bad helmet hair. It's just it's just so petty, but I can't help when they show their full heads in front of on the race grid. Uh, okay, Oscar Piastri twelfth, Logan Sargent thirteenth, Joe Guanyu fourteenth, Pierre Gasly fifteenth. Behind him, Lance Stroll, Nico Hulkenberg, Kevin Magnussen, and then the DNFs of Esteban Ocon, or technically technically the DNS of Yuki Tsunoda. Yeah. And that is after the five-second penalties were applied to Russell, Piastri, Hamilton, and Sargent. Mm-hmm. So it actually was Sargent who received the five-second penalty with that collision with Botas. Uh, and that was the Italian Grand Prix. Uh, we are going to take a break, and then we'll be, we will be back with the news. The news, Danny. The news. Let's talk about it. Out with the olds, in with the news. Um, some driver news here. Sure. Silly season, I suppose, has kicked off, even though the headlines have not been so silly. We had the confirmation Sensible that... Sensible season. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just like soccer. Um, yeah. The Haas boys are sticking around. Kevin yeah. Magnuson and uh, Nico Hulkenberg are staying for next year, as we mentioned in our previous show. Also... The Mercedes boys sticking around. Lewis Hamilton and George Russell both extended their contracts with Mercedes through 2025. Lewis Hamilton says he has unfinished business in the sport. Mm. Presumably some sort of fashion deal. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't Uh, couldn't help myself. um, Whenever whenever I hear the phrase unfinished business, I always think of the... Uh, the live action Casper film. Oh my God. Do you remember this film? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With uh, what's her face was in it. Wasn't Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Yeah. 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 Unfinished business was like the, they would say that that's, that's what results in a ghost. Oh, you're right. Okay. You so that's, unfin- so they say that phrase like 10 times. That a young Drew Scanlon was sort of like, this is my, you know, this is my first thinking about death in this cartoon with, could be with Wednesday Adams. And, yeah, and this cat- it wasn't a cartoon. It was real. It was well. It wasn't it was real. Real Casper is a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Casper was driving that ghost car that David Coulthard saw. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I keep a spreadsheet here of the uh the driver contracts and oh, nice. I am counting four here who are not signed for 
the 2024 season. That okay. is uh, Sergeant um, Joe. Okay. And both Alpha Tauri seats. Okay. So Ricardo and Sunoda. Yeah. Yeah. What That's do you think? What, I'm surprised. What, uh, That's all. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah, a lot of 2024. 2024 is going to be interesting. Uh, that's when the enormous five-year contract for Charles Leclerc runs out. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. Uh, also, tw- uh, all right, here, let me run down 2024. <clears throat> Ocon, Leclerc, Sainz, Magnussen, Hulkenberg, Piastri, Perez. And then we have nebulous ones, because sometimes uh, it's not quite clear what the contract is for. Oh, but yeah, of course. At least 2024s are Botas, Gasly, Alonso, and Albon. All right. And the only ones after that are um, Norris through 2025, uh, both Mercedes boys now through 2025, and Max Verstappen through 2028. <laughs> he has he has plenty of time to have a bunch of crap years right at the end, just like <laughs> Hamilton's been enjoying at the moment, you know? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to men- mention Stroll, which I've just notated as <laughs> LOL. <laughs> When daddy sells the company. <laughs> Although, like, how long can he continue to be That's at the, the back of the field? That's the thing. Like, I think I think we have fairly been somewhat respectful of his seat in years past because he has been putting in some decent work and, and getting some decent results out of it. He's never, he doesn't look like the type of guy, if you put him in a really good car, he'd be, you know, on the podium a lot, but... He's doing. He's doing all right. He's, you know, I can't begrudge him that bad. He's not. He's not Pastor Maldonado, but, but yeah, this year has been a nightmare, and I think it, it hasn't helped the fact that he's got Alonso in the other seat. So, um, I mean, yeah. Aston Martin, if I'm reading uh, UK company law correctly, is a publicly traded company, mm. so they are answering to shareholders here when yeah. Lance Stroll is in the bottom of the field. Well. Time will tell. When's his contract? Aston look? Martin Lagonda Global Holdings PLC. I love holding things globally. <laughs> of the hold the globe. You got the whole world, Danny, in your hands. Um, speaking of Danny's. Speaking of Danny's, uh, Danny Ricardo will not be around to save us from Leal Lawson's hair uh, for at least one race and possibly two of them. Uh, news coming from Red Bull, uh, from Christian Horner, as reported by racefans.net, is. Um, uh, when will Ricardo be coming back? I think certainly Singapore. I don't think there's any chance he'll be ready for then. Uh-oh. Oh, Started that sentence. Really yeah. sounded like he was going to be back. And I would think I would be optimistic for Japan. So wow. sounds like he's definitely not back for Singapore, which is two weeks away. We don't have a race this weekend. Um, and they would be optimistic for Japan. Uh, is it two weeks following that to Japan or is it? Uh, it is no it's uh they're back to back okay and then we have another double week and then we are in qatar in lasail okay. um so yes the uh going on horner says he's got obviously mobility in the hand and he's into rehabilitation now but what we've seen with motorcyclists is that rushing comebacks can sometimes do more damage so i think that we just want to make sure he's fully fit before he gets back in the car um, okay. Maybe a good time to just check in on the end of the race, end of the season. Here we do have eight races remaining of wow, the twenty-two. All? Yeah, so really we're into we're into the final uh, third here, uh, ladies and gentlefolk. The Singapore Grand Prix in Marina Bay. Am I right in thinking that's did we were we back last year? I can't remember. Yeah, I think. think we had a Singapore yeah, last yeah, year. I think so. I had that with Pax as well. I was like, is this the first Pax since COVID? No, no, we were here last year. I was like. Oh. <laughs> Um, so Singapore is back a beautiful night race in the streets of Marina Bay I guess we did have one last year I rated it a 2 out of 4 fantastic can't wait for that worth the wait (laughs) after that we have uh, Suzuka which is always generally pretty dope uh, the Japanese Grand Prix and then we have a week break and then we are in uh, La Salle for the Qatar Grand Prix then we have another two week break Qatar is just sitting there in the middle on its own before we head on over to Austin, Texas, to the Circuit of the Americas for the United States Grand Prix, 22nd of October. One week after that, we're in Mexico City for that GP. One week after that, oh we're in Sao Paulo for Interlagos. 
Then we got another little gap of one week heading back up to North America for Las Vegas. Another night race on November 18th. First time we've ever been there, of course. They wedged it in in the penultimate race of the season before we skip on back to the Middle East uh, to Yas Marina Circuit in Abu Dhabi to sunset the season on the 26th of November. Happy thanks. No, Thanksgiving is the previous week, isn't it? Is Las Vegas on? No, Thanksgiving is on between the two of them, I guess, is it? 18th, 16th? Yeah, Thanksgiving is like 22nd yeah. or something, right? 24th? This no, it's like third Thursday of the, is it? Yeah. yeah. Past my citizenship. Anyway, Ricardo, <laughs> he's not going to be there for Singapore and Japan. Uh, sorry, definitely not for Singapore. Maybe not for Japan, but... 23rd. Sounds like... 23rd, okay, yeah. So yeah. it's the weekend of Abu Dhabi. Um, but all, all things sound like he, at the very least, will be back for Qatar, unless Liam Lawson and his beautiful locks of hair um, uh, do uh, do the unthinkable and keep him out of the seat. Um, one last piece of uh, news here. The FIA confirmed that all 10 F1 teams complied with the 2022 cost cap. This is something that... <clears throat> Um, took a little bit longer last year. I think it wasn't until uh, sometime in late October last year that we found out that three teams had not done right by the uh, the regulations. Williams failed to supply theirs on time, so they got a wrap <laughs> on the knuckles with that. Aston Martin um, failed on a procedural issue. Not quite sure what that was. And of course, Red Bull... Uh, overspent by £1.86 million sterling last year. I mean, who among us hasn't found that in their couch? It's just the... What was that? Easy to misplace. It was the catering, wasn't that what it was? I think that's what they chalked it up to, yeah. Um, Quote here from the FIA, as reported by racefans.net, the review has been an intensive and thorough process beginning with a detailed analysis of the documentation submitted by the competitors. Additionally, there has been extensive check uh, checks on any non-F1 activities undertaken by the teams, which comprised multiple on-site visits to team facilities and careful auditing procedures to assess compliance with the financial regulations. The FIA cost cap administrates Administration notes that all competitors acted at all times in a spirit of good faith and cooperation throughout the process. There you go, folks. Can't blame it on the reg. Can't blame it on the cost cap this year. These uh, these flying Red Bulls, they've got wings and they are on the way to sure constructor victory again in 2023. Boy, uh, non-F1 activities sounds sounds very McCarthyist. It does, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you the red non- the red scare. That you- I mean F1's color is red. Is F1's color red? I, I mean guess on their is. website. Ferrari's For- color is Ferrari's red. Ferrari's color is red. And we're in Monza. Coincidence? It was yellow a lot as well this past weekend. That's true. Which yeah, is pretty we were, cool. We're looking you, at know, McDonald's. you know what also is red? My Formula One book, which I'm now going to try and look for while you talk about the fantasy standings. Fantastic. Well, I should also, Danny, let everyone know uh, the driver and team standings. As you oh, yeah, know. of course. Yeah. Um, because uh, at the end of the Monza round, the standings look like uh, this. Max Verstappen is on top. What do you know? With 364 points. Sergio Perez, his teammate with 219. Fernando Alonso is in third of the driver's championship. I'm very nice. surprised at this. Uh, he really got out to an early lead. Um, 170 is his points total. We've got Lewis Hamilton in fourth with 164. That is a close battle. Uh, Carlos Sainz is in fifth with 117, uh, thanks to that in part. Uh, yeah. Third place for Monza. His teammate Charlotte Claire right behind in sixth with 111. George Russell nipping at their heels with 109. Lando Norris, bit of a jump back in eighth place with 79 points. Then Lance Stroll uh, also started strong, but hasn't added to his points total in a bit. He's got 47 in ninth place. Pierre Gasly, uh, in 10th with 37, Esteban Ocon tied with Oscar Piastri in 11th place with 36 points. Alex Albon is in 13th with a whopping 21 points. I mean, how many seasons of Williams do you have to add up recently <laughs> to get that total? Uh, Nico Hulkenberg. 21 in- of them. <laughs> <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg is in 14th place with nine points. Valtteri Bottas in 15th with six then we've got Joe Guan Yu with four, Yuki Tsunoda with three, Kevin Magnuson with two, and then Logan Sargent, Liam Lawson, Nick DeVries, and Daniel Ricciardo, all with zero points. Mm. In the constructor standings, 
Red Bull Racing is on top with 583 points. Uh, Mercedes is in second with 273. Ferrari's in third with 228. Aston Martin's in fourth with 217. That's, you know, there's still a lot can happen before the end of the season. Uh, McLaren's in fifth with 115. Alpine is in sixth with 73. Uh, Williams, 21 points. Thanks to Alex Albon. <laughs> Gene Austin team are in eighth with 11 points. Alfa Romeo has 10 and Alfa Tauri, three. Mm-hmm. If you would like to join the fantasy standings, uh, you can do so using the link in the show notes. Uh, but here are the standings from the Italian Grand Prix. We have a five-way tie. Wow, look at for that. For second place, we have time to call underscore Gene. Uh, Justin's flat tires. Should try not to lock up so much, Justin. Mm, yeah. Hunt's shunt. <laughs> Haas of the dragon. And oh, that's good. Frank- I like that. Yeah. Franklin Saint F1 team. Beautiful. Uh, but overall, beat all those second placers. Number one, the Red Bullets. There you go. They were, and they, they, they appropriate. Given yes, the, indeed. the weekend Ferrari had. Uh, but overall, the fantasy standings look like this. In third place, we have Lotus Begin Gentlemen. <laughs> In second place, uh, making up uh, some places, jumping through the standings. We've got Big Swing and Racing. And in first place, still locking it down, paying the stroll toll. Toll, yeah. We're going to be paying that stroll toll all the way. Or we don't get no rolls. We get that, boys. Oh, mm. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, those are the standings. You can also send us an email if you like at uh, shiftf1podcast at gmail.com or f1.cool slash emails. Uh, you can also hit us up on the internet using internet. the social links in Use, the call show us notes. on internet. There's so many. There's so many socials. Which internet do you use? Well, I have yet to set up a Blue Sky account. Do we think we need to? Uh, we should probably nope. set up a Blue Sky account. Just delete it all. Just delete it all. Start we have Quake uh, server. About <laughs> a gopher site. <laughs> um, that's us around the internet. Should we take it around the world of racing then? Let's race around the world. Yeah. The World Rally Championship is in Lamia, Greece for the Acropolis Rally. Oh, I love it. And you're going to say it. And you're going to say it. And it still felt so good to hear it. Oh, man, I, I feel like I'm playing an early 2000s Dreamcast game right now. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. We're, like, driving, there's all pillars everywhere and shit. Yeah. And like God, and, like, Go yeah. underwater, and it's Atlantis. Awesome. Shields. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Goodwood Revival is this weekend, nice. which is different from the uh, Goodwood Festival of Speed. That's the one with the hill climb and the hay bales. This one yeah. is the one where old cars race around tracks. Revived. So, yes. Uh, much like a ghost. <laughs> much like a ghost. Casper um, will be there. <laughs> uh, we've got those Craftsman trucks at the Kansas Speedway in Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, the real Kansas City. That's right. Uh, for the Kansas Lottery 200. Yep. That's it. That's all I got. I got nothing. Yep. Uh, well, check this out. NASCAR Xfinity Series, also at the Kansas Speedway in Kansas City, Kansas, for the Kansas Lottery 300. 300, wow, look at that. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, I could really knock their heads together for these ones. Uh, MotoGP is at Misano World Circuit Marco Simoncelli for the Misano Gran Premio di San Marino e della Riviera di Rimini. Oh my God, look at all those little rolls of the tongue you did there. I think I hurt my tongue. That's incredible. Marco Simoncelli, Simoncelli, um, it's been 13, it's been 12 years since his accident. I cannot believe that. It was 2011. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the World Superbike Championship is at Magnicourt in France. Beautiful Magnicourt. F1 used to race there. Indeed. Mm-hmm. They also have DTM. Oh, finally. Yeah. It's been weeks. Please relieve me. Yeah, we are in Oberlungwitz, Deutschland, at the Saxon Ring. Don't talk about my Saxon Ring here, please. That is private. 
Uh, I believe this is the final race in the IndyCar season. We are at the WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca for the mm. Grand Prix of Monterey. Shit, we should go. I will be riding bicycles this weekend. I am afraid I can ride my bicycle. I also think I have an. I have. I've got annoying. I have some sort of dad responsibility this weekend because I really what? phoned it in last weekend because I was <laughs> at PAX. But Laguna oh. Seca is literally it's two and a half hours from here. God damn I it. Know. I know. God damn it. Maybe I'll pop down for a little bit, hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we also have the World Endurance Championship at Fuji International Speedway. Yes. A motorsport racetrack standing in the foothills of Mount Fuji in Oyama, mm. Sunto District, oh. Shizuoka Prefecture. But the hill climb there is beautiful. I'll bet. I'll bet it is. <laughs> we also got an NASCAR. It's, it's, are we back in the lottery? Is it the 400? I want you to take a wild guess where we are. <laughs> Kansas the, City, Kansas. No, Laguna Seca? No, <laughs> sadly not. Saxon Ring? For, for the <laughs> real wild card here, the Hollywood Casino. Oh, nice. 400. Beautiful. There is kind of a theme, though, throwing your money. And, and, and crossing your fingers. <laughs> Down the drain. Is that yeah. The house always wins. Dean, the House of Speed won this weekend. Danny it did. And speaking of red, oh, speaking look red, at that book, red in color and red in form. Wow! I found the book. Do you want to know what happened on this day? Do I? Half of it you want to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pick the days. I don't pick the days. All right, hit me. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? Uh. Let's take the bad news first. Okay, we'll get the bad news out of the way. Today in 1970, Clay Regazzoni took his first F1 victory in the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. But there was little celebrating in the paddock as Lotus driver Jochen Rindt had been killed in practice the day before. Oh, man. I feel like we already went over this. (laughs) Clearly not. Clearly not. Unfortunately, in in the dangerous pass of F1, if you cram, you know, 70 years of it into one tiny book, a lot of it comes up. Anyway. Uh, Jochen Rint and his illustrious career and tragic death aside, Englishman John Surtees delighted the Defossi today in 1964 with victory in the Italian Grand Prix at Monza at the wheel of a Ferrari. The victory helped him win the World Championship that season, making him the only man in history to have won World Championships on two as well as four wheels. Whoa. Yeah. How about that? We're not talking about that time Schumacher lost his wheels and kept driving around. We're talking about (laughs) motorbikes, folks. The race was also the last for French driver Maurice Trini... Jesus. In in all my years of pronouncing difficult surnames, this might Mm. be my, like, final boss. Maurice (laughs) Trinidjant T-R-I-N-T-I G-N-A-N-T. Trintijan. Trintijan. Maurice Trintijan. Who retired. And is it because he died? It's not. I knew that's what you were thinking. (laughs) It's not. He did not die. Well, he did probably eventually. He is all but human. But it was his last race because he retired at the age of 47. (laughs) Oh, wow. Hell yeah. Fernando Alonso, stick it out, man. You got to beat Maurice's record. Um, to win a world championship race. and Sorry, I should start that sentence again. The race was also the last for Maurice Trinitant, who retired at the age of 47. He was the first Frenchman to win a world championship race and won the prized Monaco Grand Prix twice. So there you go. That was back in 64. So Maurice, uh, an early successful Frenchman in a sport which has had many of them now. So breaking through the ceiling. Fair play, Maurice. Wow. John Surtees won one Formula One World Championship. He won seven in motorcycling. Wow. And he's got a really sweet looking bike. How was he in like, did he do like unicycling at any stage or like (laughs) (laughs) truck driving or anything that was... Or yeah, trikes. (laughs) Trikes, yeah. Exactly. No, didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah, sidecar. Sidecar. I think he did Isle of Man too. God, how, Those weird how did he live? I know, yeah. He lived, he lived 
loud and yeah. fast. 83? John Surtees, I think. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Uh, all right, Danny. Well, thank you again for um, doing the hard work. No problem. Uh, you do, you do it every other week. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Final thoughts. Uh, now that we're saying... Uh, goodbye to monza and uh we'll i guess we'll be back next week for uh the pre-singapore show yeah i think monza to me in this current sort of uh past couple of years has felt like you know we come back from the summer break but it's not quite the middle monza always feels like it's like i guess maybe it's because it happens around the same time autumn kind of happens and if one does sort of hug onto the northern hemispheric seasons that way you know what i mean where you kind of feel like thanksgiving and christmas is when it you know thanksgiving it ends and christmas is is when it's gone so i I always feel like monza is is sort of feels like the beginning of the end in many ways Mm. in some in some uh in some ways it's it's sort of like put up or shut up time in the championship where every single point feels like it's worth so much. Um, obviously not the case up front, but I do think we have some interesting battles in the constructors and also basically everywhere else almost. Um, uh, so yeah, still a lot to play for. I do think as well, and maybe this is just being a European, that a lot of those these places feel a bit more closer to home to me. And this section here where we end up going to Asia and then north america which i guess feels a little bit more homely now but then definitely south america that that feels like mexico and interlagos and abu dhabi back again that this starts it feel it starts to feel a bit more like the sort of world circus again for the last mm-hmm. couple of races um yeah so i'm looking i'm looking forward to that yeah cool me too uh and if you'd like to support the show and get access to all of our bonus episodes an ad-free version of the podcast and the official Shift F1 Discord. You can do so over at patreon.com slash shiftf1. Have a good race weekend, everyone. We will see you all next week. Mm-hmm.